0: A grain of rice, a a, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that.
1: There's a small bit of a needle there.
0: Come
1: on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show show. that we're no longer
0: the whipping boys of Munster. Okay, folks, how y'all doing out there? Uh, I know podcasts are are massive at the moment. Lockdown podcasts have to call him uh, at this stage but um we were meant to be joined by mark landers today but uh the wi-fi in killa is letting us down or something is letting us down to get into squadcast here uh but delighted uh today and um, we like first of all to say to thank you all for your suggestions and brilliant email that larry uh who's with us here on on squadcast uh, from dear williams talking about maybe developing the game and and uh i suppose it led us to ideas of maybe you know some counties probably there is no hope of developing the game, but there's certainly you know, uh, five, six, seven maybe counties. Uh, I nearly put Kildare in that bracket now as well, with the population there and, and and the bit of progress you can see coming along. So, we're thrilled to be joined by Clonkill's finest and Westmead's finest, Brenda Murta. Brendan, it's great to have you. How, how are you how doing? Things? Good, Anthony. Good. Uh, yeah, no, it's great to be here. But man, how are you how are you managing in the the to fill in the
1: time? Um, oh, the best I can. You're limited by what you can do, but uh, look, what I'm trying to keep busy doing um, a bit of training myself. I'm actually I'm lucky enough to be beside a a pitch that is involved with the school. I'm living beside it, so I'm inside the two kilometers, and I'm doing a lot of running, which I I wouldn't be overly fond of now, but sure, I have too much time in my hands, so I have to be doing something, you know.
0: Yeah, when you get to my age, it'll be a lot of uh, walking, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> and even even <laughs> at that, the, the hips to be bollocks after it. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of go on
1: that way myself. There's a lot more stretching than running being done, but sure, Look, I'm doing don't. something anyway.
0: And if we, if we get, hopefully, we will. Brend, are you are you going to hurl on with the club?
1: Um, I am, yeah. Look, at, I'm um, I had two good years the last two years and it's hard to just walk away from it we're after winning the last two championships, so... Three in a of, row. Yeah, but well, we're not allowed to talk about it now, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, have to, you have to keep that one under wraps, but uh, look at, yeah, I'm going to... Sure. I'm, I'm nearly finished as it is, so as, as much as I can get, sure, we'll see what happens anyway. I'll go for it. Hey, into the
0: square and let it in, You like is it?
1: Yeah, well, the ball out to the side into space doesn't work too well for me anymore. <laughs> not as well as it used to. So I'm going to <laughs> work with what I have as the man says yes yeah, so the engine of the square works a bit better
0: fair play fair play I, I hope it comes off I hope I hope we we see Hurland soon anyway um, as I said we're in an amazing career 17 years inter-county Hurland there's not too many can say it um, some some journey um, eight, 8 club championships in the Hurland I think and 2 uh, in football with the downs yeah um, right, yeah why? Why the downs, Brenda? You, you don't do football in Clonkill. Why the downs? Um.
1: Well, my family is actually my father. Me, he would have grown up in the downs. He would have been. He was actually a chairman of the downs for a couple of years. Uh, my family, in general, would have been heavily involved in the downs. Um, we, we, I grew up in a farm then, just up the road from Clonkill. Wouldn't be that far away from the downs, maybe four or five miles. So, as Clonkill don't have a football team, um the Downs was obviously going to be first choice. My whole family played with them. And we actually have a lot of clunk hill hurlers that do play football with the Downs. So um yeah, we uh, we do have we do have lads that play with St. Loams as well Mullingar. They would have won the last time last well, they didn't win the last two, but they won, I think three in a row before that. And they're a very strong team, John Hessel and these lads. But Paddy Dowdle that hurds with us and Kelvin Riley, them lads uh Kelvin actually played a bit of county football as well. Very good footballer. Two very good footballers. But, uh, yeah, them lads play with Lawmans. But they're kind of the only two from Clonkill to play with Lomans. After that, you're looking at anyone who plays football plays the Downs, you know.
0: And you'd obviously be very tight, Brendan uh, Clonkill. Uh, you can tell, <laughs> you know, from when ah, you're yeah, talking to anyone. But, like, when you'd meet those boys playing Lawmans, then how, it'd be all, all bets off, lads. Like? Yeah.
1: Paddy's a bit of a mouthpiece now, Paddy Dowdle, so there'll be plenty of sneering going on before it. But uh, <laughs> ah, look at sure, we know each other that well. We know what's going to come. We're going to flake each other you know, as best we can. And it's all left on the pitch in good sports, you know. But on the field, it'd be hell for leather, you know. There'll be no love lost between the Downs and Lomans to be neighbours, you know. So, yeah. So, um,
0: Paddy, Paddy, if you get to listen to this, uh, uh, close it up for uh, 2020. Paddy. Yeah. Yeah, Paddy's he was probably he's probably not capable, a bit like myself. Paddy, Paddy, hopefully
1: Paddy won't hear this because I'll, I'll get it. but uh, Paddy is in—he's over with the army now for a couple of months. He's gone to Cosford for for three months, I think. Yeah. So um, he's not missing any hurling as it is, but we were going to miss him for three months um, for the hurling, you know. But yeah, okay, okay. He's gone. He's gone over there. So I don't know what way things are over there. But sure, that's life. That's the army life, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and obviously, Brent, an excellent footballer. Even my great friend Desi Dolan was able to vouch for that. Um, mm-hmm. the football panel, Westmead 204 party, you were you yeah. were involved early on. You, I mean, on a documentary, A Loaf of Bread. <laughs> you were, oh, you yeah. were checked out over the wall like a loaf of bread and all that. Yes, you weren't were there for a finish, Brent. Why explain that to us? Um.
1: Yeah, I got involved at the start, but the Downs won, the first championship I won with the Downs was 2003, and of course, Potty came in then, and uh, the first thing he did was he picked, um, well, there was a panel picked in front of him, but he picked a trial game of whatever, 30, 35 lads that would have been there, thereabouts. I was never on a county football panel, even underage. So anyway, I got the call-up for that. And myself and Dennis Lennon was picked off that. And, you know Dennis ended up full forward in that team, like he was a serious part of that team, brilliant forward for Westmead for years, but that was grand. I was told, um, I suppose a couple of days later, I, I was on the panel, and I was asked, had I a a passport? The first thing he did was post on a plane, and brought us over to Mick McCarthy in Sunderland, training ground. And, I'd say the boys were never ran like they were ran before over there. Oh, Lord, there was... What was the Jolly
0: up so in Newcastle like?
1: Oh, Jesus. It would, well, we, he gave us a night out in Newcastle on the Sunday night before we came home. But the two days before that, the boys earned it. There was lads puking. I remember doing... I wasn't too bad because I was, like... I was still playing football. A lot of lads hadn't played football in months. And I was just... They were brought over there and they were dogged on uh, Sunderland's training grounds so it was it was uh <laughs> it was rough stuff but anyway yeah cutting the story short i was uh i was with him for a few months training hard enough pod he was fairly direct he was a character like we all know what he was like he was fairly straight he told you what way he wanted it and that was it and uh i told him that the hurlers was looking for me to go back and play hurling with him and he basically says look if you play if you go back and play hurling don't come back here that was basically the, the message I was told and uh, I look at it Hurling was my number one I didn't have to think about it too much so I went to play at Hurling and, and that was my football career for that year it was over with the county on yeah
0: yeah how, how did you feel Brent like the, you know to be the obvious question I remember myself uh, you know begging Conal Keeney every year to come back Hurling you know I serious hurler obviously and obviously serious footballer as well and mm. eventually like he came back in eleven, and we won the league, and we got to the Ireland semi final. It was quite yeah. a pretty successful year in loads of ways. Uh, but then the footballers went on <laughs> and yeah. won the all Ireland. And uh, I just, I just texted him the night of the final. I just said, she's kind of thinking of you tonight, like you know, uh, yeah. you know." I know, no, I just said, "Oh, I'm happy, happy with my decision." But like you know, feeling it a bit tonight. All right, I have to say, but for you, probably a bit different than you hadn't. You hadn't put in four or five years football, let's say before that.
1: Yeah, no, I I hadn't, and like um, people still say to me, like the one, on one won the Leinster, like the only Leinster that I've ever won. Would you be a Eurasian that you left at that time? And to be honest, I still, you know, I, I'm not. Um, hurling was my sport. It's just it was it wasn't a, a really hard choice for me. I did like football. I enjoyed football, but. You know, I heard him was number one and it wasn't. It was about I wanted her. You know what I mean? When you're when the option was actually there in front of me, you either take one or the other. It was it was an easy enough choice like
0: Party not coming from uh Bally Duff or Kilmiley or any of those places and Kerry uh had no great interest in the in the bit of ash.
1: Well, like he wasn't impressed. Like I remember just even asking him like he was I remember going in, Jesus what am I going to say to this lad? You know that sort of way Yeah I went in. I went in anyway, and I and I knew by him like I knew what the answer was going to be, but I had to approach him anyway. And I wasn't really missing the hurling. I was enjoying the training. The training was absolutely brilliant. Like Tommaso Flaherty there with the football, and like the train, I was doing training I never done before, and I was enjoying it. And it was only when the hurling game started, it actually started killing me. There was, you know, I was actually missing games, and uh, I I actually asked him, look, I did not even looking for me to train or? They just want me to play games, but it didn't matter. He didn't want he didn't want me involved, and that was
0: nowhere by.
1: Yeah, that was it was straight. It was no. If you go and play with them, you're not coming back in that door. It was as straight as that. That's how he gave it to me. So it's
0: fair enough, buddy. Oh jeez, yeah. I I just yeah. have the odd time approach Sherlock Nan being captain there for a good few years and if somebody was in some bit of trouble or maybe they'd been caught uh, having a pint or something like that and I'd be the book <laughs> and you know, Ger, uh, could I have a word there for a sec? <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Christ! You could be told, not alone is he off the panel, Delo, but if you have a problem with it, you can go off the panel as well. So, I mean, so talented at both and was there, was there difficulties with, you know, you'd be playing, I suppose, since the Christy Ring came in really. The John McDonald's was his mm-hmm. more recent since yeah. the Christy Ring came in, and I think he won three Christy Rings. Did John, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But like, would there be difficulties with trying to play for the Downs? And would would Championship be going ahead while the Christy Ring was going ahead? Let's say,
1: uh, yeah. I know, look, it is a few years ago, but I like it was. Uh, I, I remember it being like the, the football was always kind of got the nod more so from Hurland in Westmead it was kind of always like that you know I'm probably going to be killed for saying this um, but yeah I remember I remember playing games and in fairness I was looking in a way because the Downs understood and the Downs just felt like um, let him go and play as Hurlan and let him train with as hurling and he'll be with us when he can which was brilliant and to be honest with you if they weren't like that I don't know how long I would have lasted at the football so it was awful enjoyable to go back to a football club it understood where you were coming from.
0: Yeah.
1: I wasn't trying to pull out you all the time. You know that sort of way. Yeah. But there definitely there definitely was like especially the Christie Ring. Like the Christie Ring was brilliant for the likes of us in Westmead. Um like it was a realistic thing that we could win. You know, we were you know, you're you're obviously you were you could have been in division two, division three, and you might have won a league or you could be competing for leagues. But then when it came to championship, we we were never in the running for it you know, we were just working to that standard. Where the Crystal Ring, all of a sudden, there's something we could actually do and win. And the first first time it came in, you were a trip to New York, you know, it was just, players here that hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. 10 days New York holiday to win that. But, um, I, I remember playing games and you could be playing on Saturday and you would be playing football on a Sunday, yeah. And it just, again, I'd probably be killed for doing it, but like, it wasn't just me, like, an awful lot, and even now, Westmead hurlers, they play football with their clubs, they all are football clubs, you know, now it's not that. Like, it's not like that now, but back then definitely, 15 years ago it was like, you know, and you were you were being pulled from every, every weekend, you were definitely out twice you know, between county, between club hurling, between co- uh, club football, like that's just the way it was, and like, talk about player welfare, you know what I mean? You were just, that was it. You were in the thick of it and you were playing and that was it. You were hurt. That came with it, you know, that was part of the thing, you know.
0: I would say, like, whoever was over the Christie ring, like, they, they just had to bite their lip, like, over the County Senior Hurling team, let's say. They just had to bite their lip. Yeah. Yeah, boys are playing championship and they're on, they're just put on. I mean, yeah. in, 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 in Dermot Williams' very excellent uh, email, like, he spoke about I don't know some county He wouldn't really reveal to us um, where it was, but he said that the, the county board one year put on the first round of the under twenty one football championship uh, the same weekend as as the first round of the Nicky Rackard, and he said they put in so much earlier in the year trying to win the Nicky Rackard, and then just the board just said, "I know we're going we're actually going ahead with the twenty one football, you know." Yeah. and I, As he said, he did wouldn't have minded that clashing maybe with league games. Same weekend as a league game, but with the with the Nicky record, they just had put it their heart and soul into making Crow Park, and uh, the board just said, "No, we're just going ahead with it." And then the football under twenty one managers and clubs put so much pressure on. Now, wouldn't be it? Wouldn't be a West Westmead where things would be nearly fifty fifty. Let's say maybe slightly the other way, as you would say. But yeah, uh, you know, yeah, that it, kind of yeah. thing went on. How how would your count who who was over? You'd say when you when you won. Sorry, excuse me now for not remembering. I know. Yeah. I know, I know, Joe Chead was involved last last couple, of Michael Ryan was involved with G. but who would have been over the senior hurling team and a football match on the following day and maybe need to face out against maybe Kerry or someone the following Saturday again?
1: Um, when the Christy ring time, is that what you mean? Yeah. When we knew them, um, Seamus Quarter was there first. Now, Seamus, yeah, yeah he was uh, involved with Tom Ryan from Limerick. Tom was there for two years and Seamus was a selector. So, like Seamus... Done his hurdling in Westmead, he would have known the run of it, you know what I mean. So for him to come in as a manager, I suppose he was used to it. But that's that was like we knew no different, really. That's the way it was. It was these these were the fixtures, and you kind of had to run with it, you know, and that and that was it. That was you know, that's these games are on. Obviously, your county games are fixed, you know what the way they are. And if you're playing football, you're playing football, <laughs> that's it, you know. And he he just he, in fairness, like some lads. If if he said to them, "Look, you're not playing with your club," like they could have walked from the county panel. So you, you you had to give them a little bit of leeway, and you had to, and that's just the way it was. Like lads would have been very committed to their clubs, and might have been realistic that they could have won a championship, or they would have been up there to win a championship, and they were they were working good to miss a club game.
0: Yeah, and, and sure, even for yourselves. You Went on to Grow Park because with the club on all Ireland Intermediate, like so I suppose that's always, you know, the, the chances yeah. there with the club as well. I suppose that yeah. time, a bit like Kerry, I would have known with Kilmiley. Um we would have gone into the Munster Intermediate Club like that time. Yeah. And you had a realistic used to you know, hang the hang the carrot there of lads, can we bring Kilmiley to Crow Park? Yeah. We got, we got off a of close one year down, we we played Douglas and I went to extra time and controversial free how how there wasn't a riot in Parky Ring. <laughs> <the> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but do, do you think, though, that's, a, that's a, like, that'd be unheard of, really, in Clare, like, do you know what the Clare Hurlers would say would we'll be playing? There'd be no chance, like, any of the panel would be playing a league match for their club the following week if Clare were out. Now, I know, yeah. leave out the last two years, let's say, where we're around Robin, which is every week anyway.
1: Yeah. Barry,
0: have yeah. got a break week. But, like, even in my time, like we wouldn't be playing. Maybe we'd win the Munster semi-final, and the Munster final would be three to four weeks away. There'd be no chance of playing a, a club league game. Like, yeah. look, would be ruling the roost. And I would it be to the detriment? Would you say of of counties like Carlow and and maybe Westmead and and Kildare or let's say uh even Leash? Like, yeah, that thing went on.
1: Yeah, well, like the main thing, for, like. Looking at it now, it's we're kind of in a different situation, With meet now, like we're division one and we feel like we are competing. You know, we mightn't be beating the top teams, but we're up there and we're we're given every chance, as the man says. We're then like even as a player, you're looking at you're playing a football game tomorrow. Like, are they actually do they care about us at all? You know that sort of attitude? They don't they're really they really don't they're not looking at this at all, at being serious. Like if we were playing Christy Ring, which we actually thought, like, look, we were going to give this one hell of a go. And we felt we were actually going to go somewhere. All of a sudden, this thing was put in front of us. As you said, there was a carrot there, something realistic. And then you kind of have uh, lads that don't really give a shit about you in a way. Like, their they're, they're thing is going ahead. They have to f- fill out their fixtures, their football is going ahead.
0: You know, who did you feel sorry for cutting across your brain? Did you feel at certain stages, we say the early days, or you know, when the Christie ring came in, or whatever? And I mean, you had that famous win against Dublin. I was actually doing commentary that day for RTE Mm. down in Port Was it 07, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wet day, jeez. That was that was fierce excitement. But like, did you feel and I was at a few while I was Dublin manager? You you gave Galway a couple of right rattles as well. I was that one of one of one of the ones in Cusick Park in in Mullingar. But um, like did you feel that there was times people didn't basically give a shite about you like
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Well it's 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 a thing like they you have the football board, you have the hurling board, and you know it was it wasn't like they were pulling against each other, but it was clear that football the field footballers could do more, go further. They were getting priority, you know that sort of way. No, again, I'm probably going to be killed for this, but that's that's the way I felt it was back then, you know. And it's not like that anymore. And rightly so, it's not. But back then, it was, and we had a, a small kind of community of hurlers. We were, you know, and and dad, what you're talking about that Dublin game the year after that was the year after we won the Christy Ring, you got promoted into Leinster, and uh, like we. The, the year before that, winning the Christie Ring brought us on so much as a county of hurlers, and that bunch of players, like it's ridiculous. It's like where we were compared to before that Christie Ring even came in, and then went on and beat down who were high favourites to beat us that day in, in the first Christie Ring final. Then went on to beat Dublin the year after that, and like that never would have been done. Like we had the hurlers there, but we were never we never had something to win. If you know what I mean. Yeah. All of a sudden the whole thing changed. We got a bit of a momentum. Bit of a confidence came in. We were after winning a Christy ring. And so we went and gave Dublin a good goal. Wet day, conditions probably so for us didn't matter, you know what I mean? So <laughs> we went on to beat them, and no one would have seen that two years prior to that. No way. People had laughed at you, you know. So yeah. look, it was a good time for hurling in Westmead, that time, them couple of years. It was brilliant. And um it's 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 Look, going back to the fixtures and that, it was, it was like, if that happened now, um, I said there'd be killings. Um, it would have been different in Clare. Or you would, the hurlers would have gone at that time, would they?
0: Like, yeah, and like that, there would still be maybe a little bit, I live in West Clare now, and there would still be a little bit that the board, now, we don't have a football board and a, and a hurling board anymore. We just have one county board. That used yeah, to be the way in my early days. Yeah. Um, but certainly in West Clare, they would feel the board was more hurling-orientated but then, of course, they made the great breakthrough in 92 with John Mohan. And that changed a lot of things. I think, you know, that was before we made any break in the hurling. I remember being told coming out of the Gaelic grounds to go away and burn my hurlies after being inside supporting the them. So I'll tell you, um, that was a great day. That that kind of gave us the kick in the arse, I think, to maybe say, Jesus, if the boys can go and win, beat Kerry, we can go and beat a Tip or a Cork, you know, or Limerick. And uh, yeah. so But now, yeah, it's one board and. Are you still on two boards, Brendan?
1: No, no, no. One board, no. One board, no.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that makes a huge difference,
1: like I think so. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, because I, I like they're going to be pulling against each other, really, aren't they? I felt that's the way it was. Now, I wasn't involved with them that much at all. But I just it kind of looked that way from the outside, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely because you know we've we've had a couple uh, multi McDonough I would have been uh, twice chairman in the last kind of uh, fifteen years for maybe. Three, four years at a time, and he'd be football man for Milton Malbay. Bay, you know. So while Paffitt's Earl has been the ongoing secretary for a long, she's a long time now, 30 odd years, I suppose, and he'd be mm-hmm. Six Mile Bridge, he'd be Davy's father. But yeah, I think we call him Collins now, the football manager, who has done a fantastic job. I mean, the Clare footballers are in Division Two and look good before this. They were after beating Cavan up in Cavan, and you know, Collins has done an amazing there. job, actually. You know, so I think there's a fair understanding that. It's equal now and clear, maybe maybe slightly, as you said earlier, still favouring hurling slightly. But uh no, I think it's fair enough that, that that uh now there's a whole pile of since the hurlers kinda of won our team, but more so even the thirteen team, um, you have a whole pile of West Clare lads from football clubs hurling now with uh the likes of Kilmaley and Balier and Dinah Kildamona. So that complicates things a bit all right when you're trying to have hurling one week, football next week, you know, and when Claire are out of the championship and they're trying to organise, but look, they, they get over it anyway and they generally, it, to me, Cratlow would be the one dual club that it probably affects the most in that they could win both of the championships and they did do it one of the years. They won the double, but uh, I would feel it would would have hurt them as well other years, you know, and that they're trying to go they'd be in the Holland final uh, having lost the football semi-final the previous weekend if you know what I mean yeah
1: yeah.
0: you know yeah. so it can hard, be tough hard week after week yeah definitely just talking about
1: their footballers there should be Westmead last year
0: that's right I mean they would they would like. in fairness to them they've had great results you know even in the qualifiers the mid-quarter final they're beating yeah. by Kerry and you know so uh, Cullum has been Cullum has been outstanding for them you know Jesus. Cullum I'd say could be if he ever decides to give it up which he, he does <laughs> I think he's this is he the second-longest serving football manager now after Mickey Hart since since Jim Gavin gave up? So, it's very hard, I tell yeah. you. And there have been hard times as well. Like, you know, when oh, he took yeah. over, Jesus, they were nearly second from bottom Division 4 and he's done an amazing, yeah. amazing job. Yeah. But you're, you know yourself, Brent, now you're, you're, you're on the other side of the line now, county-wise. Um, I am
1: looking in, yeah.
0: Yeah, how... And, like, look, obviously, I was delighted you stayed up because you were very competitive in all your league games, I, I would have felt... Um yeah. A couple of bits of, of indiscipline maybe cost you even the first day in Galway when you were going nicely. Yeah. But but even the Cork game, you know, you give such a great rattle to them and I was delighted that when you were in the playoff, I mean you were in the tougher group, yeah I would say, than the other group, and, and you have to face into that again next year, I suppose, league wise. Yeah. But uh, it was it was yeah. it was I think it was no offense to Caro at all, but and they have made massive strides under Colum Bonner in the last few years, but I think it was fitting that she stayed up because you were so competitive in in, in the tougher group right through.
1: Yeah, um, like we we'd have to be Westmead. would have to be happy enough with our league campaign. Like um, we felt we were, you know, we we did get kind of a the raw side of the draw. We got all the top teams kind of on our side. Um, but going like our a huge thing for me and going into it was to stay up there for us to improve as a team. I. I myself playing again top teams it's a different game than playing again the so-called lesser teams you, you will not the only way that it improves improve is getting the top teams you know the speed of the game the speed of the players the ball everything you know and for us to develop as a team Westmead it was so important for us to stay up there you know and then like you wouldn't know what sort of way the draw going next year I think it's an open draw isn't it and uh, like the, the aim again will be to stay up there but um for the likes of Westmead, I think we, to really improve, I think we need to take a scalp like, I think we do. Yeah. You know.
0: And I suppose uh, the only, the only possible scalp from now would be to get that John McDonough one like and get back up there to the top, top level. You you spoke about the importance of the Christie ring and how much of a difference it made. And I, I still think like a complete anomaly for me last year, Brendan must be sitting in, in Crow Park um, with my back turned to the Joe McDonough final with yourselves a leash and and uh, because the Munster final was being shown from the Gaelic Grounds was it? I think it was the Gaelic Grounds, yeah. And we were we were doing the analysis on the Leinster final, and we also had to do the Munster final. But we, right, the, the, the normal guy at home and Clare say Claire weren't in it last year, like, but like they couldn't watch the Joe McDonough final, do you know? That'll be one yeah. of the bugbears of mind from the top level down that why couldn't it be played on the Saturday evening maybe in Croak? I know, no, you want it on before a big game as well, or why yeah. couldn't maybe the Munster final be played on the Saturday evening and the Joe McDonough played before that even, live coverage? and the following yeah. year then that the monster final will be the Sunday and the Leinster will be the Saturday evening
1: Ah yeah look it's 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 a day out for the boys isn't it like it's something they aim for the, the final like you do if it is televised it's obviously a bonus for the boys you know we wouldn't Westmead wouldn't have a huge f- uh, support like as in the follows to matches and like even even this year Division 1 like we didn't we would we, we would have a core of hurling like in the county and there would be great supporters there don't get me wrong it wouldn't be a huge amount of them, but um, anything like that. Any of the big games, like it is great to be in Crow Park. Great to be before the big games, the Leinster finals and all them. Um, but as you said, like the the Munster final, and not only that. <laughs> I was on the sideline. I
0: missed. I didn't get to see the monster final later. So and you'd like to, yeah, as the you know, man, you'd yeah, you'd, yeah. Absolutely. you know. But I'd be, so. I, My thinking on that brand would be like that you know, you're coming, and you know you know, the future has to be the youth and working on the youth yeah. that we spoke about, yeah. you know, the work in Clonkill and that kind of thing um, with underage before we came on the air just chatting about it. And like, even for the kids in Westmead and, and the Salish last year to be able to, you know, they wouldn't be going maybe to the game. The family might be yeah. all that interest. There would be a GA family maybe, but they wouldn't make the effort or spend the money to go to Croke or whatever. But be able to sit down and watch, in in a in a form of an All Ireland final, to be able to sit down and watch the Westmead hurlers, we say this year with the help of God, it goes ahead live on TV. Yeah, you would you would probably have a massive TV audience in Westmead we for a game like that.
1: Ah, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. I I'd be surprised the whole Westmead be watching us if it was on telly. You know, they would they would have it on. Like that's what I mean. That was my point. Like they, they don't really travel. Koozy uh, Park, yeah. You would have a good crowd in Kilsyth Park, but I mean, traveling outside now you would, you'd have so many going to Crowe Park. Obviously, it's it's a big day out. But if them games are on the telly, like, the whole of Westmead to be watching the, the Westmead hurl. Same as like the hurling community is that when the Westmead footballers are on, everyone has the football on. You know, so um you do support your own. So it, it is. We would like to them um, the games to be televised. Obviously, now it. It's like who's to say we mightn't even get to the final this year? Please God, we do. Please God, it's played. But uh like, if 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 we do, we would obviously we'd love that it was televised and that everyone would watch it. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I, that that'd be one bugbear of mine, big time. That that, yeah. that that's that's not the case. You know? I yeah. suppose. And like, just to, to to wrap it up, I suppose the, the content of Dearmed's Dearmed Williams' email was maybe, you know, why can't we spread this great sport, which over the last two years has I mean TV, TV figures I think attendances it's it's surpassed football nearly at this stage with the the round robin and Leinster and Munster and the excitement I mean one of the games six out in my head now last year obviously be covering a lot of games with RTE, that but was off the night of the Galway uh, Dublin game at Parnell Park and just went up I suppose with, still with a bit of graph for having spent a few years in the dubs and like the magic and, the, and then Parnell packed that night and and yet we've counties like that just want, you know, they just I don't know, just complete disregard for the sport like that. You know, as I said, burn your hurlies yeah. like, you no, know, is that yeah? Is that just could Crow Park do more, or do you think that's down to individual boards? Um, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's, it's
1: I don't know how, um, you could improve that. Like, where do you go with it? It's. Like obviously that game, that game when you're talking about the Galway and Dublin, I think um, I missed it. I remember watching the replay, but it was a serious game of hurling, like as well. And Parnell Park was wedged that night, wasn't it? It was wedged. Yeah, and obviously Dublin being underdogs and like look, look at Leash and Dublin last year. Like uh, Port Leash was wedged. Like games like that are special. They're special games. Like and to be at a game like that, they're. The, the game we bet Dublin in, I know it mightn't have been on the same level, but that's a game I'll never forget. You know, we took a big scalp that day. um Dublin were in Leinster semi finals and there were there were dear there about knocking on the door. And you know, it's it's as a player, it's probably one of the one of the games where we never really took a scalp. We played Galway, as you mentioned earlier, a few times. But games like that when the underdog comes on, like they're special, I think, you know. And especially a really underrated underdog in hurling it happens very seldom, like the likes of that. Like, and um, do you know, these these games should be televised. Should be the more the show of the sport
0: hurling is. Uh, you know, it's it's a serious game to watch. Nothing really compares, you know. My second year so, with the Dubs, uh, we we got knocked out by Antrim in the qualifiers. I tell you, I wasn't great being the hot favourites that day, being caught out by the yeah. underdogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Look. I suppose overall, you know, to, to, to just to touch on Deerman's email again, I suppose in some counties there just isn't any hope really that hurling will ever yeah. have the whip hand. But I, I do yeah. really believe like that likes yourselves, Carlow, Leash, I think even Kildare could be a prospect, you know, uh, with, with the amount of underage hurling, yeah. like you'd always hear it off the Dublin clubs, uh, you know, from him in, involved with Kilmaccod for the last couple of years that when they play challenge matches, the likes of Nace could beat them like on any given day yeah. With, yeah. with the strength of them. I think they're the counties if we could up it, if we could up it from we'll say the nine ten contenders at the moment. That was always a great one. I used it in a few columns. of uh, Mikey Carucci used to be involved with us, and he used to say to the Dubs like you're you're no longer pretenders, you're contenders. You know, and, and the Dubs did feel they were only pretenders before that. You know, yeah, but, like. That message going through, and I suppose then to win a league in a Leinster like b- fulfilled Michael's prophecy. Like, so yeah, if we could, if we could just say, like, I know you have a serious set up there now in terms of coaches, in terms of the backroom staff, and, and a squad of players as well. Like, and would you feel maybe just like you know, get up there in the Leinster maybe and, and, and take a scalp next year would bring it on to the next level?
1: Yeah, and um, talking about the underage there, like, a lot of our panel now. Would have played, um, if you remember going back to their, their under 21s at the time before the under 20 came in, to beat uh, Kilkenny and Cusey Park. And like the likes the of them young lads, the Doyles, um, you go through with Niall Mitchell, Dar Egerton, uh, a lot of our panel out, them lads are coming in 23, 24 now. And they played again, a lot of the top teams underage and beat them on different occasions. So they don't fear the top teams. So like, we really, we need to take a scalp, definitely. I'd agree with you there. they um, are knocking on the door there long enough. And for belief in the squad, I think we need to win a big game. I think it's just, it's more belief because I, I, I believe the hurdles are there. I think a lot of lads know the hurdles are there. It's just for them to actually go and do it and believe and to have that belief to do it, you know.
0: And it, it might bring them places then. It really, you know, you don't you wouldn't know what will happen after that. Yeah, and I think that's, that's, A big thing, you know, for me, remembering back to my start of my clear career, like completely barren years, I wrote about it last Monday, there was no hope that we were going to win a Munster Championship game, never mind a Munster Championship. But then, as you said, this flock of guys came along when I was about 24, come out of under 21, like Jamesy, Brian Lohan, Connor Clancy, Davey. um, And, you know, Yeah. Like James, he often said to me, "No way could he see himself going through his career without winning an Ireland." Like, do you know? So these yeah. guys, you were on about the dials and these lads that that beat mm-hmm. Kenny, and I know Dublin were massively relieved to get out. I think in the was it the semi-final afterwards, they only barely got out with the skin of their teeth out of Mullingar, and lucky to do it. And Joe Archam would even admit that to this day, I think. But that the, these guys are the guys you have to to lead, make the leaders, and eventually. I might have been still the captain and the likes of Sparrow was there and uh, Fergie Tuohy, Pedro O'Connell, these guys were on my own age and a couple of older fellas like Sir Lines, Jim McInerney. Um, but these guys became the real leaders, you know, the, the Jamesies and the Lohans and then Sean McMahon came along maybe a year after them and then likes of Ali Baker and those came along another year after them Fergie Hagerty and I think those guys just were fearless in, in my yeah. opinion and, and that, that was the difference for me. Made a great
1: team, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, and, and just going back to what you are saying, like they, these lads, they have that bit of a swag about them, they have a bit of boldness on the field, you know, as in, in a good way, they're not afraid to take on big teams, and like, um, you mentioned it earlier on, like, we we did compete in a lot of Division 1 games, and we had, like, uh, pockets of hurling, like, at different stages, maybe for 20 minutes there. Westmead were, you know, going really well, and, and on top A lot a lot on top more so. And then small things like the difference of not being used to playing division one or discipline might let us down. We might make a couple of mistakes. You're punished. You're not punished at lower level. Division one hurting, you're always going to be punished. You know, this sort of but it's it's not until they're playing up there, and it's not until they're used to playing that day after day that they'll learn and they'll get better. And then then mistakes will stop because they know what's going to happen when that when that mistake comes. You know, it's 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 about staying there, and thank God we did. It's it's a brilliant thing that we we got to finish our league. We were lucky to get it finished before everything was stopped. You know, it was one of the last county games. You know, the whole thing was pulled in. So, and um, thank God we did, and we're there for another year.
0: Great stuff, Brent. And sorry, Larry.
1: Yeah, before before you wrap up, Dylan, can I just say there? Did you did you read the end of uh, Dermot Williams's uh, email there, where he seemed to be? Um, he seemed to be giving you a certain amount of credit for the rise of hurling in Longford there. He says that a core group of under-14 hurlers in Longford were brought to the uh, to the 97 Ireland final. Again, I must say, which I have no interest in remembering. but
0: um, the, uh, <laughs> It was a great day, Larry. It was a beautiful day. <laughs> the <It was what laughs> beautiful days that year, Larry.
1: <laughs> yes, and that experience helped to grow the excitement for the sport there and many of the players are still playing the sport for years after. He said it was part of a twinning thing between Longford and was it was it Longford and Clare or Longford and Tip? I'm not sure. But um, is that kind of thing still going, do you think? Or what? what's the...
0: No, as far as I know, anyway, Brendan, you, you, you wouldn't be really twinned with anyone because you'd be strong enough. enough. But right. uh, yeah, these were um the likes of the Longfords, maybe the the, the Cavan's, maybe uh, the Monaghan's. They were twinned. Certainly, um, I remember talking to Don Logue about it one time that he said that they used to go up, you know, the, they might make three trips in the year, take a session, the young lads would all know them because they were on television every second week, uh, hurling and, uh, yeah, I think it was a great buzz and, and as Dermot said, those lads hurled on for years afterwards where now, they're you know, they're coaching and they're doing their best with the schools, the primary level and then they're coming out and then by under 14s, 15s, it sounded like that from reading his email a couple of times that they were just saying, ah, no point in this, just play the football and I, so I think, yeah, yeah, but I, I think, Larry, to be honest with you, that day in 97 would inspire any young fella from any <laughs> part of the world to want to hurl for the rest of his days to see Jamesy putting over that winning score uh, <laughs> off, his, off his left uh, and Gerald O'Connor being behind the goal waving it over, Larry.
1: <laughs> oh, isn't it just an awful pity that Larry didn't make full contact with that one, isn't it? Oh.
0: Well, uh, for the fella that was getting married the following week, I couldn't even let it out for a 65 Larry because the wedding would have had to be called off. Because, look, the a bit of a party that way, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> wedding, getting married can't do that. I need to give Marco Shea a bit of stick uh, about party's attitude to the hurling, and I'm going to do it as well. I tell you that much on a WhatsApp oh, yeah. group that we're all on. Well, Brendan, uh, a pleasure to have you. Just fantastic insights. W- would have been a guy I would have loved to have had a pint with and discuss a lot of this. O- over the years, we might get to it at some stage. Um, oh, yeah.
1: A fantastic
0: about. career and look. That's my big thing, and I, I've said, I've said it on this, and we said it on this podcast before. That I, I just think there's some places there isn't any chance of a breakthrough, but I do feel there is four, five, six places that there is a real chance. That we could bring them for, from pretenders to contenders and hopefully for yourselves and the likes of yourself involved now and I know you'll probably go on to a longer coaching career as well when you get that three in a row done will uh, you, you'll, you'll, you'll go on to an even bigger role at club and county level and, and bringing it to that, that next step as well because we, we need people like yourself so just an absolute pleasure to have you. Really like to thank you for for taking the time. I know we've all a bit of extra time at the moment, but uh, right. uh, absolute pleasure to have you, Brendan.
1: I uh, look, a pleasure to be asked. Thanks a bit, Anthony, and um, I really enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll have a pint down the road at some
0: stage.